It's, it's no secret, I think, for all of us, and we've all been dealing with this throughout this year, that we've been through a lot uh, during this past calendar year between COVID and civil unrest, a very exhausting election. It all takes its toll on us eventually. You know, I've heard it from so many people here and even at my previous assignment about the anxiety, the fear, and the distress that everything this year has brought upon us. And I've even experienced a number of those things myself. We've had so much uncertainty and so many things that we've all had to navigate for the very first time. And it's a lot to deal with, especially as the weather gets colder, there's less daylight, there's more darkness. It all brings us down eventually. And on top of that, it seems that each Sunday this month, we get readings that foreshadow the end of the world. And if we weren't already anxious, we'd be forgiven for having maybe a little bit more anxiety after hearing the word of God today. And we hear in St. Paul's second reading about distresses and disturbances that will come upon us unexpectedly. I can probably describe this past year quite well. So taking all of this in, how do we respond to so much going on around us? St. Paul, thankfully, addresses this, too. I think there's a temptation sometimes for all of us to take the we're-all-doomed approach and give in to all of that fear, or just to ignore it completely on the other end of the spectrum and live in complete denial. I think both of these, to us and to St. Paul, are rather unrealistic. St. Paul tells us in our second reading that we are not children of the darkness. We are children of the light and of the day. He is telling people in his day who were going through great tribulation and great distresses and many of whom were expecting Christ to come at any moment. He was reminding them that we live in the light of God's love. And that stands in stark contrast to the darkness of our day. And so St. Paul tells us that yes, there are things going on in our world, but we ought not fear or worry like those who have no hope. We ought not fear and ought not worry like those who do not have God in their lives. Rather, we must be alert, but also we must be serene. Both of these things are important to us to have. Alertness and serenity. As Catholics, we know that very rarely is the world just as it ought to be. There are many who meticulously and exhaustedly try to make everything around them perfect. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. We strive, after all, to build up God's kingdom here on earth. And we ought to do that in our everyday lives. But if we think that the fullness of this perfection is attainable this side of heaven, or if we're only one change away from getting everything completely right then I think we've missed the mark. The Catholic mindset, brothers and sisters, as weird as it sounds, is almost to expect the world to be imperfect. We don't say that because we're pessimists. We don't say that because we're defeatists. After all, St. Paul talked about distress and trials and tribulations, as we heard today. But also, our Lord even told us this would happen too. After all, our Lord told his disciples, in the world you will have trouble. 
This is coming from a man who lived through imperfect times himself, who saw the imperfection of the world around him, and yet it did not faze him. It did not faze our Lord. And so immediately after telling his disciples those words, in the world you will have trouble, our Lord continues, take courage. I have overcome the world. This applies whether we're dealing with societal disturbances or even contemplating the coming of our Lord at the end of time. We must take courage and know that Christ is far more powerful than any earthly forces that afflict us. And he is far more powerful than anything that might disturb our interior peace here on earth. We must not let the turbulence of our times disturb the peace that you and I are called to dwell within. Because to be spiritually alert, brothers and sisters, also means to be spiritually serene. Look at our Lord in his death. Sure, it was painful. Sure, he went through a great deal of suffering and trial. But our Lord was at peace. Our Lord was at peace at the end of his life. He knew that he lived in the light of his Father's love. And that was enough for him. Contrast that with the fear and the anxiety that his disciples experienced in those days. After all, they ran away, all of, pretty much all of them, out of fear and trial and distress. Our Lord was alert and he was ready. But again, compare that with the apostles who really weren't all that mature in their faith in that moment. Because the more mature we are in our faith, brothers and sisters, the less that external things will frighten or distress us. Look at Mary. In the first few days of her very hectic motherhood of our Lord, so many people visiting her, whether it was the shepherds or the wise men, what was, what was her interior disposition? We hear that she simply kept all these things in her hearts. She was not worrying or anxious. Rather, she was reflective and taking it all in. Now, we are human after all. There will be things that will inevitably disturb our interior peace from time to time. But the more we can stay level-headed, the better off we are and the more at peace we are. St. Teresa of Avila describes this quite beautifully. She says, let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing away, but God never changes. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. It's great words from St. Teresa of Avila. If we are close to Christ, close to his sacraments, and close to him in prayer, brothers and sisters, there is very little that this world can do that can faze us. This is our refuge during difficult times, and even in contemplating the end of our lives, too. And so many people have come up to me in the past year and said, Father, what should I do? What should we do? And I simply tell them, get up, pray, and go to the sacraments. Just as our Lord has always asked us to do. It's as simple as that. And with Christ in our lives, we have little to fear. Christ alone will give us the interior peace that we seek. It was Christ, after all, who told his very distressed disciples after his resurrection, peace be with you. They were the first words our Lord spoke to him. So today, brothers and sisters, we must ask Christ for a share of his peace. And pray just, Lord, give me your interior peace that you had on this earth, that same serenity that allowed you to endure great tribulation, 
Give me a share of that peace in my life. Whatever the cause of our anxieties might be, brothers and sisters, whether it's earthly concerns or thoughts of final judgments, we must stay alert but also unflustered, knowing that Christ has conquered the world, that we might not live in darkness and in fear, but be children of the light.